Welcome to the Strong Savvy Cyclist and Triathlete Podcast, where we talk strength training, science, and all things performance for cyclists and triathletes, helping you be a stronger, more savvy athlete now and for many years to come. Here's your host, Menachem Brody. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 152 of the Strong Savvy Cyclist and Triathlete Podcast. This week's episode is going to be a much shorter one. Uh, Those of you who subscribe to the podcast uh, may have realized the last couple of weeks I've missed posting a podcast, and that is because I tore my bicep tendon uh, a couple weeks ago and needed surgery to reattach it. Um, Today's episode is going to be a few things that I've been reminded of on my recovery journey that I think are themes that we see with endurance athletes overall that are often neglected or omitted as we go through our training. And part of it is because we don't have that stark realization as I have or reminder that I've had the last couple of weeks of how important some small, simple things are as we go through our day-to-day training. And, and this isn't anything bad. You know, I've broken some of these rules in the past when I was much younger, um, learned the lessons the hard way. That's part of why I became a coach is I wanted people to truly train smarter, not harder. Uh, because if you would have known me 20 years ago, 25 years ago, you'd have said, I'm a hard worker. I am a very hard worker. I show up, I do the work, I focus, I work extremely hard. But the challenge we have with endurance athletics is just working harder or showing up and working harder is not the answer most of the time. It is showing up and doing just enough work and doing it the right way. And that's number one on our list is it's not about how hard you go. It's about how intelligent you're doing it and how much you're able to recover from week to week and day to day and workout to workout. So to put this in context, the last two and a half weeks, I haven't really been able to do much, um, perhaps because I had corona and then the flu in very short succession within a week and a half of each other uh, before having this injury. Um, The last year and a half since I had corona in October 2021, my resiliency and my fitness, uh, my cardiorespiratory fitness has dropped off significantly. Uh, I've had a very mild form of uh, long COVID. You know, I haven't had to be in the hospital. Um, I know a lot of people or a number of people who've had major long COVID. So I haven't brought it up on the podcast before because I just didn't think it was relevant, but uh, it really has affected my ability to bounce back from this, uh, from the surgery itself. You know, in my past surgeries, I've within a day or two, I'm ready to start working or doing stuff. Uh, for instance, my last injury, I wrote my book, Strength Training for Cycling Performance, which has been bouncing around the top 15 uh, on Amazon's bestseller for cycling and triathlon the last couple months. Um, in the last year, actually, year and a half, <laughs> which is pretty awesome. Uh, so, you know, turning lemons to lemonade isn't really a challenge for me, but the last two weeks, just two days ago, is when the anesthesia side effects finally wore off. Uh, and that has been really, you know, a, a big reminder to me of doing less, leaving 10 or 15% in the tank. Now, that doesn't mean when I get to the point where I can push and I can do some high intensity stuff that I won't go hard. You do need to do that occasionally. Um, you know, for me, Pre this injury, it was once every 10 to 12 days. I could do one really high intensity session, but it would take me that long to bounce back from it. Whereas pretty much the rest of my life beforehand, I could do a really, really hard session, take a day off, and then the second day back, I could repeat it again uh, as long as I was sleeping and eating. That leads us to number two, and that is 
Your ability to recover is highly dependent on your ability to get high quality sleep and to feed and fuel yourself with the right things. Now, feeding and fueling are, are two separate items, but let's start with the sleeping side of things. This is something that I've seen with uh, the whoop strap and the aura ring and HRV trainers becoming popular. A lot of people are just charting the amount of hours they sleep, but they're not paying attention to the actual thing that's important. And that is your recovery or your HRV from night to night. A lot of people don't understand those scores, I think. Uh, there's misconceptions or misunderstanding about them. Uh, and that's something that we really want to pay attention to is when you wake up in the morning, it doesn't mean you should be, you know, spry as a fring chicken every single morning, but most mornings you should wake up and have energy. Uh, for me, that has been tough the last two weeks. Only the last three or four days I've actually gotten full night's sleep before that. Uh, again, the side effects from the anesthesia were real. I'd sleep for two hours, wake up. It wasn't because I was in pain or position change. Uh, it was just everything in the body was disturbed. Uh, I can feel that. That sounds weird, but um, my systems weren't working correctly. And what this means for endurance athletes is, sure, cool, have the HRV strap on or you got eight hours of sleep last night, but if you wake up and you're feeling disoriented and tired, chances are either you didn't get high quality sleep, which is deep sleep, REM sleep, or your nutrition is not enough. And this is something that I think a lot of us miss because we're thinking about total calories versus the calorie, or excuse me, the micronutrient density of those foods. So over the last couple of weeks, I've been really focused on dark leafy greens, uh, fresh seasonal vegetables, uh, and fresh seasonal fruits, which here we're kind of pampered. We have uh, dates are in season, strawberries, uh, oranges, tangerines, um, pomelos. So a lot of fresh citrus fruit uh, and some berries. Traditionally for me, blueberries, strawberries, and raspberries really help me recover uh, really quickly. I don't eat them most of the rest of the year, although I have binges here and there, um, but usually that's a high return food for me. However, a lot of endurance athletes are so focused on shakes or calories, so getting enough. Uh, I've talked about protein here. Yes, that's important, but what type of protein? Are you doing, as I was doing last summer, you know, two protein shakes a day where, yeah, you're getting 100 grams of protein, but the value, the nutritional value of that food is not as good as if you were to have tuna fish and cottage or um, fresh fish or chicken or tofu or many other things, beans. There are so many other foods that you can have that will help you get there. Yes, there's a, a time and a place for us to have these supplements, but they should be a supplement to a well-rounded uh, nutritional offering. And this is where the Feed Zone cookbook is a staple in our house. I like it because when I'm hungry, I just look for the pictures. I'm like, what do I want to have in the next 40 minutes? That's what I want to have. Um, we also have the Joy of Cooking, which uh, is now stained with lots of different splashes and uh, flowers that we've been experimenting with the last couple of months. But taking uh, the time to learn the skill how to cook and bake. Baking is more my wife. I'm more of the cook. Uh, she cooks also, but I, I really tend to experiment and try different stuff, kind of like coaching and building training plans is let's try this. this. think this spice or this interval would work really well for this person here. Um, but taking the time to learn that skill. And I know nowadays a lot of us are busy, but making sure that you are getting a high quality input uh, as far as the nutritional density side, vitamins and minerals is really important. Now, the last thing is every single <clears throat> week, every single month, 
every single year is going to be completely different as far as building fitness than any other before. So I mentioned, I think once or twice here that the anesthesia took me about two weeks. I mean, this is insane for me. Again, really like usually it's a day. I had one surgery where it was two days that I was kind of groggy and out of it. And then I was right back to normal. Every single year is going to be different. This is where the best athletes in the world to be able to have a year after year high performance is extremely difficult. Heck, it's the same thing in business. You know, if you learn to be a value investor uh, in what I feel is the correct way, following the Ben Graham and, and Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger style, you're looking for a business with a track record of at least 10% growth year over year and a positive cash flow and lots of cash on the balance. Finding the 10% minimum growth year over year is very difficult in and of itself. You'll have businesses that grow 25%, 15%, minus 10, minus 12, plus five. When you start paying attention to the consistency, that is the hardest thing, but it requires a suppleness. It requires flexibility. It requires your being able to say, huh, what I did last year isn't working for me and knowing yourself well enough to be able to adapt as you go through. And this is something that I talk about in uh, the strength training for cyclist certification course uh, is I don't have answers for programs or specific exercises for an athlete. It's always seeing what we see and then listening and seeing what the athlete is telling you, what the body is telling you, how they're saying things, what they're not saying to you. These are the reasons why a verbal assessment and sometimes just talking to yourself, asking questions and answering honestly. How is my training going? How many orange and red workouts do I have in training peaks? And just looking at it. When I look at, at training programs for my athletes and my clients, I'm looking for a 90% adherence for the, the loaded strength days. And loaded, for many right now, is just very light. You know, If we look at the relative weight, we're talking 8, 12, 16, maybe 20 kilograms maximum, so not that heavy. So we're looking for 9 out of 10 workouts to be done. And for the on-bike, we're looking for an 80% adherence. That means sometimes life happens. You miss a workout. That's okay. Try not to make it two or three in a row. Definitely not three. Do something. But when you do that and you do the consistency, it's incredible to see the growth that can happen. Now, the last thing uh, that I wanted to mention here is the importance of mentality and mindset. And this is something through the recovery process, through our training process. We all have good days and bad days. And this is important to recognize. It doesn't and shouldn't always be rose-tinted glasses, everything's fine, everything's amazing, you're going to have bad days. And the important thing to do on the bad days is to show up and do the highest quality work you can do in a minimal effective dose, or not to show up because you know that that's going to be bad for you. I've had a number of days where I fall asleep the night before uh, in the last two weeks where I'm like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to go for an hour walk, I'm going to get my blood flow going, I wake up in the morning, start moving, and I go, today is definitely not an hour. I'm going to do three 10-minute walks around the block because i can't. My body is not going to respond well to this. So being flexible and able to move. Now, these things are all different parts of performance and building your abilities over the course of a year or a training plan or whatever it may be. Now, they all tie into strength training for performance and on bike for performance. And the performance doesn't mean you're going for a race. It means becoming a better version of yourself. 
And this is something that I, I can't stress enough of, of when you focus on the process, and these are the athletes and clients I work with uh, that tend to excel the most. People are like, what's your next goal? And they go, I have an event in a couple of weeks. I just want to focus right now on showing up and doing the work and, and making sure that I'm consistent as possible. And people go, well, what do you want to do at the race? I want to be the best I possibly can. Well, don't you want a medal? Of course I want a medal, but that's not my, I want a podium or I want to have a PR, but that's not my main focus. This is where we're able to really dial you in to get far better results faster. And I'm going to talk about this in detail uh, in my presentation, or excuse me, my masterclass at the Science in Cycling Conference in Bilboa, Spain uh, at the UCI World Championships here in June. So if you are interested in learning about strength training for performance versus strength training for general fitness, come to the masterclass. We're going to spend a day get together. It's hands-on. We're going to go over all of this stuff. It's not just slides. We're going to be moving back and forth. There are a lot of movement skills, assessment skills, programming skills that we're going to go over and learn. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. And you'll also be able to watch the UCI World Championships, which will be a blast. So I would love to see you there. Um, I will put a link in the comments down below. I think we're working on getting the registration up, but if you just look at Science and Cycling Conference 2023, if you Google that, you will see the page uh, pop up for the masterclass. You'll be able to sign up. Um, but for now, I'm going to go back to this, the, the sofa. I've been sleeping on the sofa. I'm going to go back to the sofa and rest. Uh, but I wanted to show up today and put in the work, the minimal effective dose, because the last two weeks, it was not in the cards for me to do a podcast. But this week, just a little bit of energy, feeling a little bit better. So uh, I hope you guys and gals are all doing well out there. I've got a great episode in store for you next week. Mike Robertson and I talk about breath work in training. And this is a fantastic episode. I'm really excited to share this with you. So make sure you are subscribing to the podcast. Give us a review and uh, give us a share, either this episode or any other that you found a connection with. Until next time, remember, train smarter, not harder, because it is all about you. That's it for this episode. Check out humanvortextraining.com for more great content and to keep learning.